That's the podcast, Coach, for February 3rd, 2024. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast, Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from the Average TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back after a two week hiatus. Hopefully, things at Podfest were great. It was a lot and, of fun. Uh, w- welcome back to everybody. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, welcome to the chat room. And before we forget, this is uh, we we have breaking news. I need like breaking news sound effect or something of the nature. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, cause because <laughs> my friends, that's right. Get happy. We have a new patron, and that is uh, their website, Radio Free PW. It is Radio Free Pro Wrestling, and uh, their. Description from uh, our good friends at Apple Podcasts, if I can get Ecamm out of my way, uh, is Radio Free Pro Wrestling is a weekly show where lifelong pro wrestling fans, Sean and Ashley, discuss the hottest topics in professional wrestling. They also share their thoughts and opinions on the latest wrestling news and rumors covering everything that happened in the world of professional wrestling that week. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Again, check them out, Radio Free PW. Dot com. You know what the fun thing is about wrestling, Jim? What what really makes it's wrestling not real? Well, no, there's that thing. <laughs> but, but wait, it's what? It's not real? No, but seriously, <laughs> sorry. I, my uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, my my almost brother-in-law, the guy that's been dating my sister forever, was really into wrestling, and so there was a time when I was living with my sister. And, you know, I'd walk through, and there'd be some guy going, "I'm going to get you, dirty rat," you know, whatever. It's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. basically a soap opera with really, you know, athletic people that occasionally bash yep. each other over the head with a chair. It's the stories. Totally. And yep. I was like, you know what? There we go again. You know, NASCAR, it's really about the stories of the drivers hating each other. The football, it's, you know, oh, is this 38-year-old quarterback going to be able to lead them? Into the, it's always the stories. So there you go. Yeah, so thank you, Radio Free Pro Wrestling, for being the new $20 sponsor you know, the patron, which means he will be on, you guessed it, the Wheel of Names later. So we got that coming up. And uh, also coming up, we're going to talk about emotions in podcasts. First, Jim, you're looking very thirsty this morning. Man, it's been a lot. Two weeks I've been without coffee. <laughs> you haven't had Let's any coffee in two weeks? <laughs> oh, two weeks. Oh, wow. There you go. And, of course, that uh, coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at Podcast Branding. Dot co if you uh, need something to look really good. Well, there's only one place you want to go. That's podcastbranding.co. If you're watching the video right now, that's all the stuff he's done for me. That's Ask the Podcast Coach. That's uh, Podcast Rodeo Show and the School of Podcasting. And here are more pictures of Mark. The beauty of Mark and podcastbranding.co. He is a podcaster himself. So you don't have to explain, well, it's kind of like a radio show, but it's, you know, it's, uh, and he makes you look good. And it's not just artwork. Like right now we're looking at artwork, but it's also, he's going to sit down with you one-on-one and listen to your podcast. He's going to look at your website. And if you need a whole website, guess what? Mark can do that too. Need a PDF? That's right. Mark can do that too. He does everything. He's going to make you look amazing and make sure that your brand is in alignment for maximum impact. 
because you got to remember, they see you before they hear you. Check him out, podcastbranding.co. Boom, 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 boom. I like that jingle. Big thanks to our good friend, Lefeb, over there, based on a true story, based on a true story, podcast.com. This week, he's uh, he's looking at the movies Lincoln, All Quiet on the Western Front. What a great, what a great movie that was. And the Buddy Holly story. If you haven't checked it out, last week would have been a good week, but maybe maybe this is the week you check it out. Based on a true story, podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. Jim, before we get into emotions and podcasting, I want to say one thing up front. Are you singing that song "Emotions" in your head now? Uh, you, which one, Mariah Carey, uh, Aerosmith? Yeah, I think I think it's Mariah Carey. Yeah, isn't it doesn't. Yeah, she's. Know. You got me feeling emotions higher than it. Yeah. really. Do you like the whistle yeah. pitch? Yeah, she does the little okay. the little dolphin whistle thing. That's you know that's her thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I must say up front because he's in the chat room. And he keeps telling me, "Dude, just let it go. Just let it go." I practiced my speech to induct Daniel J. Lewis and Michael Butler into the, the Hall of Fame. And I, I mean, I ran this thing so many times, but the hard part was how do you get somebody who's been podcasting since 2007 into three minutes? Like just listing all of his products was ridiculous. And somehow I'm copying and pasting and pasting and copying and copying. And I ended up saying Daniel J. Lewis started podcasting in 2017. Well, kids, oh. I'm sorry. That's wrong. It's 2007. And I got so focused on that, that I was just focused because I really did not want to run over. And I was the first one up. Like, I didn't want to start the show off late, which was kind of funny because it started about 20 minutes late. And I kind of should have just said, ah, pressure off. Daniel was very nice. Actually, Daniel's speech was was really, really cool. His parents were there. And the Hall of Fame, the actual people that did their little speechy speeches, phenomenal. The technical people behind it, it was their first time doing a live gig, and they learned the valuable lesson. Jim, you know this. Never rely on hotel Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that oh, that, yeah. that caused yeah. a, a few issues. But the, the thing I thought we'd talk about today, because you, like, you do a show for Gallup, that's very, you know, you're representing the company. I know I sweat a mm-hmm. little more when I represent Libsyn. It's always kind of weird. There are times when there are things I would say if I was Dave from School of Podcasting, but now I'm Dave from Lipson, and I can't be as wacky as, as normally that I might do. How now are, are you able to? Because one of the things that was weird, not weird, two episodes ago on the School of Podcasting, I was talking about this company that is more or less blatantly inflating download numbers. And they didn't seem to really have a problem with that because the person that paid the money for the service said, I need more downloads. And apparently that doesn't that person doesn't really care if they're real or not either. So in the middle of my, my next to the last episode, I did what I call a power rant. And so people came up to me and said, Hey, I really liked your last episode. And I was like, really? Cause it wasn't about plan, launch or grow. It was about these slimy people in the podcast space. And they said, no, I loved it when you absolutely lost your, your blank in the middle of your episode. And, and just in case you didn't hear it, here it is. And now, for a power rant. All this drives me nuts when I hear people say this. Well, like we can't go out and say, you know, we're not going to re-educate the whole universe on what is a difference of listen in a download. Oh, actually, you can. You're choosing not to because you're lazy. When people go, well, the buyers don't know how to buy it. 
Teach them how to buy it. Do your job. When people went from direct mail to newspapers and magazines and fax machines and emails and newsletter, you had to teach the buyers about the new industry. Do your job. It drives me nuts. Podcast advertising has some of the best return on investment. That's why are you having a hard time selling that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Just go look at the stats here, boys. I'm like, is the buyer like, my name is Leonard Moon. I don't have the brains of an ice cube. I don't understand. Listen versus download. I, I can't, I just, I, I'm so confused. Do your job. And so uh, it actually went on longer than that. I was like, okay, that's enough. And so that was something. And then my last episode, again, I don't want to bring the party down, but I had to say goodbye to a friend at PodFest. Lee Silverstein of the We Have Cancer has even said on his, his Facebook, he's like, hey, I'm checking out soon and I'm fine with that. No regrets. But he's had stage four cancer for like 14 years. So the fact that he had 14 years was amazing anyway. And so that was, that was tough. And so I recorded my last episode. Like I literally got off the plane, drove home and hit record. My voice was all ruined and I was still kind of in the wake of, wow, I just said goodbye to Lee. And that came through the thing. And I had a lot of people reach out to me a lot, meaning like five, but when you get no feedback and you get five, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, that seems like a lot. And they all said the same thing. Wow. That was really transparent. And it was, I guess, enter- not so much entertaining, but it was just like, wow, that was real. Like you could tell Dave was, was, had been kicked in the pants. And I was just kind of like, cause the one thing I worry about with a power rant is if you don't know me, you don't realize that that's Dave at the end of a very long fuse. Like I've wanted to say that for a while and I heard it just one more time too many and like, okay, time to hit the button and, and go off for a bit. So I was wondering like, does that make me look like a hothead? And then on the other side, everybody was like, wow, Dave's kind of sad today. And have you ever had a situation, Jim, where you just kind of like, look, I'm just going to be real. I'm talking into a mic and this is who I am and this is how I feel. Yeah. Well, you know, with the Clifton Strengths work that I do, that's a, that's a personal assessment tool, right? Where we talk about who you are and what you do and emotions and, and those kinds of things. So it lends itself to be pretty personal in nature. It lends itself to, I I'm kind of allowed to to live a little bit in that space. I can't do a power rant, <laughs> you know. I can't, I can't lose, I can't lose it on <laughs> air, so to speak. And we record everything live, so it, it would be. I, I need to be very, very careful. But uh, early on in the podcast, we had a cast, we had a co-host pass away suddenly, had mm. a heart attack on a Saturday while he's mowing his lawn, and. You know, we we struggle with that, and and he'd been a mentor to me, and it was very important in my life and the things that I do. We had to come on and talk about that. We took a break for a while. The very first podcast we did post his death, which was a couple months later, we did a little kind of little memorial video for yeah. him. Then I remember I interviewed his son on the last. This was a season worth of podcast, and I interviewed his son uh, to kind of wrap up that season. And I remember at the end of the show doing a little, you know, kind of doing a little tribute. And I, I had a hard time holding it together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but very appropriate for, for that, you know, for that audience, for what we were doing, for what was happening. 
you know, that was not, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's ever an inappropriate time to show emotions on a podcast and, and maybe there are, but I think it's authentic. It's the authentic you. It's you. I mean, kind of what makes that power rant powerful is it's you. It's all about you. And you got to be careful what you do. Yeah. You know, when you're, when the emotions are flowing, you have to be careful. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you say things you shouldn't say, or sometimes yeah. you do things you shouldn't do or whatever, right? Because the emotions overwhelm you and that's the hard part of it. But authenticity and being authentic, I, I don't think there's anything wrong, you know, with that. And it's, I, I get the opportunity often to say things that invoke emotions and, and for our audience, it works. Yeah. Uh, Gary says it's a bummer when teammates mistake passion for anger. Yeah. Or the Z-Man says authentic emotion helps engage your audience. That I think is true because I had yeah. people like I've, I've felt that or this and that. So anything that can make your audience kind of connect to you. So that's the, the one that kind of got me was somebody said, I, he goes, the reason I follow you because I want to follow somebody that has that passion for podcasting. And he goes, really? He goes, that wasn't so much about, he goes, yes, you were trying to make sure people were aware of this horrible practice. He goes, but really you're, you're protecting the whole podcasting space with that thing. Like, Hey, everybody, you know, do this kind of thing. So I thought it was, it was just interesting. I didn't expect, you know, I was really thinking again, as always happens, there are times when you put out episodes and you go, is this going to work? And you get, you know, five people sending you feedback. And then other times you put out that episode that you think is going to be amazing and they're going to love it and you get crickets. So, yeah. Let's, let's be clear though. Uh, emotion does make some people uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And so you, you're, you, in, in these cases, you, you, you heard some, for some positive feedback on it. Did you get any negative feedback? Did anybody, did, did you get any? I didn't kinda... get anybody. It was like, Hey, I just, that's, I guess that's the thing that always makes me, when I listen back to it, I'm like, look, you're, you know, you, you position yourself as this patient teacher. Cause I am. And I'm like, but not in that clip. And I was like, Hmm, kind of <laughs> same thing with like the, what the podcast rodeo show. When I find somebody and I go, Hey, like there's way too many ums in this. Like you, you can say, um, you just can't say, um, every, like there was like a minute where they had like, I'm not making this up eight to 10 umps. It was just, um, you know, everything they were, um, doing, um, and it was, it was ums like that. Yeah. You could easily cut out. I was like, mm, when I, when I notice it, that's when it becomes a, a handle. So I, I'm always worried when I always try to now kind of say, this is what I liked about the show. And this is what I thought needed polish. So you're always worried about, you know, upsetting people and, and the people that if let's somebody goes like, well, this guy's a whack job, you know, well, they're just going to leave. That's the person I always used to teach in customer service class. I go, how many times? Have you had bad food at a restaurant? You didn't say anything. When you leave, you pay your bill and they go, how was everything? And you're like, good. You don't say a thing. And then you walk out and you never go back. And so I'm always worried about if. And I guess for the record, if you, if you get into that thought too deep, you'll never record anything. Because if you're always worried about offending someone, you'll never record because you're going to offend somebody or somebody's not going to like you. And we did have a discussion on that at PodFest of like, you have to be okay that not everyone is going to like you. And that's just, for some of us, that's hard yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. We're here because we, we we're driven in that way. We're driven to, to influence and we want people to like us. That's why we're, we oftentimes we do what we do. Not, not all, not all podcasters. There's, there's, there's other personalities as well, 
But I think I, I remember Dave one time I got really passionate. I did something. I was I was back in my college days and I did something and it didn't work and I was really angry and I wrote kind of a this is this is actually pre-email. Kind of wrote a letter to a community that I that I had gathered and I was really angry. Like and I was just like if we're really going to you know I was trying to like plant a flag. You know, like if we're going to do this, we all need to be on board. Yeah. Smartest thing I ever did was put the letter aside, went to bed, woke up the next morning, read it again, tore it up. <laughs> I was like, okay, it served its purpose Diane. by helping me get those emotions out. Now, if you're re- recording a live podcast, you have to be, re- I think you have to be careful in this because you get, you, you've said it in social yourself, you write in ink. That stuff is yeah. not going to, has the potential not to go away. So you have to be careful with it. But and I pe- think sometimes it's good to write that email and then let it sit. Don't send. I know you want to. Every fiber in your body wants you to send that email. Hold off. Yeah. Right. Wait. Sleep on it. Come back the next morning. If it still has the same power the next day, there's something about sleep, right? That resets oh, yeah. us a little bit. That kind of puts us in a spot of maybe some clarity, maybe some, especially a good night's sleep. Maybe, you know, puts us in a better light. If it still makes sense the next day, send it. If it doesn't, delete it, right? Just, it's just not worth, sometimes it's just not. But the, I guess the point I'm making, sometimes the act of doing that, it, and maybe for you, it's sitting down and recording it rather than writing it, but record it non-live. And then come back the next day before you, and watch it again and go, hmm, do I still have that same emotion today that I had yesterday? Maybe a good Maybe yeah. a good yeah. speed bump. If, if so we to speak. if we get well, number one, I was kicked out of a band for a angry email that I sent because the bass player, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the bass yeah. player sent out a thing to all of the the fans of the band, but he he didn't blind carbon copy. Like he put my email in carbon copy, not blind carbon copy. So my entire, you know, all the fans of the band got my email, and they're all like, "Hey, check out my Etsy store." And I'm like, I I just I just blasted him, and he was like. Yeah, that's enough of that. My ex-wife once sent a, a text to me that was absolutely brutal. And I later, she was said something. I'm like, do I need to show you the text? Because that's the other thing. When you do it in email or in audio or whatever. And I'm here to tell you, people screenshot that stuff. Even if it's a tweet and you take it down, somebody got a screenshot of it. So, yeah, I think it's kind of handy. I mean, uh, I love uh, Randy Cantrell says, uh, I'm channeling <laughs> Screaming A. Smith. If you've ever watched ESPN, Stephen A. Smith likes to scream about everything. Craig over at livewellandflourish.com. Patience has its limits, even for a very patient teacher. Yeah, my my best friend that I've known since I was in sixth grade, he goes, dude, you have the longest fuse of everybody I know. And he goes, but when it goes, you come out and you go for the jugular. He's like, so I I know. He's like, when Dave's about to blow, we we all should back away a bit at Sarah. And then Z-Man says, for me, it was hilarious, the the rant, because Dave just... Seem fed up with that conversation. Yeah, I at that point, that whole conversation was weird. Tim Bryan says, I'm watching on my desktop with my kiddos and are watching cartoons. Tim, I need you to email me, schoolofpodcasting at gmail.com, because here's the thing. Tim keeps saying, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Kentucky. And I reached out to Jen from Bourbon Barrel Podcasting, I think, or something. And I know I'm speaking sometime in Kentucky. It's not on my calendar. And I can't get anybody to go, hey, like, when and where am I going in Kentucky in February? I just know I am. And when I saw Tim at, at Indie PodCon, he's like, I can't wait for February. And I'm kind of like, yeah, me neither. I, I just need to know when and where because I know I'm going. 
What what event is this? This sounds awesome. I know yeah. <laughs> a bourbon. It, it's a like, it, no. It's, even, no, she because she's in Kentucky, and if you're not yeah, from Kentucky, there's a lot of bourbon involved. Jack Daniels and a couple other places. You know, well, they're in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, yeah, but close enough. <laughs> there's there's a lot of bourbon in Kentucky. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a Kentucky meetup. You know, like a local meetup. Oh. And oh, okay. for me, if you're that's like Kentucky's maybe. Five hours away, if that, not too far. And I'll be I happy. wish it was closer for me. You know, it's 12 for us. Yeah. So it's just a long day to get there. You know, yeah. I just wish it was a little bit, a little bit closer. Be easier on family. We have family out there and I was just out there. So it's, it, it, it was beautiful, but it snowed. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's emotions are, I mean, they're good and I, I hate to call them bad. I think just be careful with them. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. they're listen, they're very powerful when they are working. You're authentic and you're sure. Sh- I, I, I think, you know, I was able to share a little bit about my, you know, I had surgery, I had prostate yeah. surgery back in December and I was able to share some of that. Listen, I was, I was a little scared Dog. of that and, uh, share, you know, shared that with people. And I got a lot of positive feedback and support from this community and from my podcast community at, at home gadget geeks. So, and then I had people say, thanks for like it, you know, my neighbor up the street is like, okay, how, how do I, how do I go get this checked? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, well, you need to schedule physical, right? Some of those kinds of things. So you, you don't want to just strip all of that away. And I, and I think it can be helpful. And, and I think people, it draws, it does draw people. It, does, yeah. it will push some away. There's people who are uncomfortable well, with emotion. Our buddy Dan over at based on a true story podcast.com. If you do it too much, it can drive people away too. I simply can't yeah. watch ESPN when Stephen A. Smith comes on because he screams about everything. What do you mean? LeBron is no big bad beer. Yeah. My whole yeah. thing about sports, especially ESPN, I swear it was kind of like, okay, Skip, here's your script today. You hate LeBron. And uh, Stephen, here is your script. You love, oh, wait. Uh, let's switch those around. You're Steven today. You love LeBron. And they just like, all right, and go. And they're like, what are you? And they just scream at each other. And I'm like, this is like, it's just, enter- it's Jerry Springer with a different topic. You know what I mean? They're just yelling at each other. And I'm like, I guess that's entertainment. So it, it is for some, I mean, there's some people who, I mean, listen, Jerry Springer didn't stay on as long as he did because people found him boring. I mean, he was right. wildly popular among a certain segment of the population. And so it, it, that, that paid the bills. They don't, and you don't make it on TV losing money. The second it looks like it's not going to work, you are gone. Yeah. And so, you know, he was, people are drawn to that. I never, I don't think I've ever watched a complete episode of a Jerry Springer. No, I've seen, as soon as I see chairs flying, I'm kind of like, all right, I had enough of this growing up. So, you know, the, we just didn't need, you know, but there are, there's a segment you'll attract with who I think Dave, I would say just be authentic yeah. with what you do. That's it. Right? Well, that's, that's the other thing. Works. You're authentic in that. Yeah. You wouldn't want to like, all right, Jim, what are we going to argue about today? Well, I don't know. I don't really have like, okay, we have to come up. We have to argue to be entertaining. No, that's right. not, that's right. not going to work. I totally disagree with you, Dave. <laughs> you should never show emotion. Sorry. I, I was reading off the other script. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Shifting gears here, Chris Nessie, you got to love Chris Nessie, has a question. And this is similar to question of the month for the next episode of the School of Podcasting. I know it's a week it's a week late. He said putting up quotation marks because I didn't feel like assembling. A question of the month for the School of Podcasting, it took me f- almost an hour just to get the audio 
together from all the answers. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's it it takes a little more work. But Chris has a question that's very similar to the question of the month that you'll hear, which is what what's something new you're going to do? He he voiced it as this: What is something you want to try with your podcast, but you haven't done yet? That's a hmm kind of question. I still think there's a part I can't make up my mind on TikTok. Like I have a TikTok channel for a while. I was putting little shorts over there, and the I have to find it. It was somebody on YouTube that was going to talk about, it, and they called it the absolutely impossible act of getting somebody from one platform to another. In other words, how do I get somebody from YouTube to listen to my podcast? How do I get somebody from TikTok to listen to my, like getting from Instagram to it, it's like, it's, they like Instagram. That's why they're on Instagram and they like TikTok, you know? So when you try to get them on that, but that's one that I was like, I did for maybe a month and kind of was like, meh, you know? And I, I need to go over there now because all that music got yanked off. I understand it's very funny to watch people dance with no music. That's been, but you, can you think of anything that you, you want to try that you haven't? Yeah. This has been the journey I've been on for the last couple of years with home gadget. Yeah. Cases. The, the Gallup stuff writes itself. So I don't ever, ever have to, I mean, we keep coming up with new things and I can just do those and right. that stuff writes itself. That's, that's super easy. But on Home Gadget Geeks, you know, a 13-year-old tech podcast that's, you know, that's gadget-related, that it's a tired, for me, it's a little bit of a tired format. And I've tried reinventing it a couple times just to see where I want to go. And I think I'm still in that place of asking that question of, that's the exact question I ask myself every Saturday morning when I'm doing edits for that show before this one, is I'm like, what can I do differently that would get me excited again? Because I don't know if I'm, Mm. I'm committed, I've done you know, 598 episodes, it'd be a shame to quit two before 600, right? We're almost there. But I asked that, I asked myself that question a lot. What would change my, what would be something, a format I could add or a way I could do it? The tech industry has changed drastically in the 13 years we've been doing this. And it's just a different, it's a different place today than it was 13 years ago. And, and people are in a different place with it. So it's a good question. I'm asking it all the time. I think it's one we need to keep asking. Ourselves, yeah. Yeah. Know? Cause I don't, yeah. I don't know that I'm the kind of person, like if I want to try something, I just try it. I'm not that afraid yeah. to try new stuff. Right. right. So, right. and then it's like, I remember I, I still have the jingle and it's uh, the idea was to say, Hey, Two years ago, I was talking about this, and I have this English guy go, no, there's a history lesson, there's a school of podcasting, something, whatever it was, and it has all this classical music. And I did it like twice, and I was like, yeah, meh. It wasn't, it's like, I thought it'd be a neat idea, but when I did it, I was like, this this is not, meh. I get the whole point. I didn't have anybody say, hey, I'm so glad you mentioned what you were doing two years ago. And I just was like, yeah, I tried that. It wasn't really my thing. And it was like, but the only way you know is if you try it. Ralph from AskRalph.com, a $20 patron, we should say. Uh, I'm really thinking about doing some quick questions, some quick question answer on shorts or TikTok to drive people to my platforms. Yeah, it's, I think like all social, oh, and you, nah, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say this in the episode of the School of Podcasting coming up where people talk about what they're not going to do, social media does not fare well. A lot of people are like, yeah, I think I'm done because it's a, it's a trickle. Everything we do is a trickle. I think that's the 
the biggest problem with podcasting is we are looking for that 10,000 download switch where we just, you know, we flip it and the happy music starts and we're like, hey, look, 10,000 downloads. Oh my God. And yeah, it doesn't work that way. I wish it was. I, I always tell people the minute I find it, I'll let you know. But in the meantime, it's like, oh, I know I'm going to start a newsletter. Oh, I know I'm going to start. Oh, I need to do more on Instagram. And it's like, none of that is a 10,000 download switch. And it's frustrating as all get out, especially, and, and I'm really kind of uh, interested to see if you haven't heard in a, in a slight pivot of, of topic here, Joe Rogan got $250 million. So they Spotify re-upped him. So here's the good thing. And the other thing you'll notice right after Call Me Daddy is no longer exclusive, Joe Rogan, here's $250 million. We get to sell ads on your show. That's Spotify. So he's staying, he's staying on Spotify, but he's also on Apple. He's not exclusive anymore. So I think that's the official end of the exclusive deals in podcasting. I think we've all figured out that that kind of didn't work. What it did is every time Joe did something, the whole point was to bring people onto the, pod, the Spotify platform, hoping that somebody would give them $10 a month. And also, if it showed there are more users on the platform, whether they were paying or not, it made their stock go up, which is why I think they did some of that. So congrats to Joe. I don't know what he's going to do now with this 450 million. I think he's, you know, maybe uh dinner's on Joe tonight. I don't know, but I was like, holy cow, but it's going to be interesting. Cause I'm, I don't know about you. I, I don't listen to Joe. I think Joe's show would be great if he, uh, I don't know, did this thing called editing, <laughs> you know, I, three hours. I'm like, oh, geez. So that's, uh, that's interesting. People but, love that. People love that format though. Yeah. And I, I think I said on this show, I had someone at work come to me and say, you know, there's this guy. It's so funny. There's this guy. You probably haven't heard of him. His name is Joe Rogan and yeah. he's doing three hour podcasts. Have you ever thought of doing th like for, this is for the work podcast. You ever thought about doing three hour podcasts? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, so you know, it was one of those that kind of had to say, hey, look, there's the, you know, there's formats and we have a winning format. It works really, really well with our audience. We've we've been around long enough. We've attracted an audience that likes that. If if and I and I guess this is related to that. If you're just always chasing the latest success format and say, oh, well, Joe Rogan did it that way. It's a, so you're going to change your show to three hours and then pretty soon some YouTuber is going to you know be successful with you know, it's going to set a record in with 15 second podcast and right. then you're going to go oh well, i'm going to chase that I, I just like you know learn from them but I, I, but the consistency in that and be you and i guess is what i would say to this is this works for rogan because he loves doing it that long like he loves having these long super high super drunk conversations right because he's good at it <laughs> he's really really good at it and they're interesting for for some people and I and a lot of people, right? That's his sweet spot. That's what he's really, really, really good at. And 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 I would say to you, find that thing that you're really good at and 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 then maximize that. Just keep doing it. Do do what you do. The best feedback that you get matched with the thing that you do well, continue to do that. That would be that'd be my advice. I remember once I was at a Nashville podcast meetup. And I'm walking in and there's some guys. I'm like, yeah, he's going to the podcast thing. I'm going to the podcast thing. Great. I'm like, so tell me about your show. And I forget what he called it. He's like, you know, it's just me and a couple buds. We do it Rogan style. And I go, what is Rogan style? And he's like, well, it's a couple hours long. We just talk about whatever. 
And that's where I saw a guy today on Reddit. He's like, I'm thinking of starting a video podcast. What do I need to do that? It's just going to be me and my friends just having a conversation. And the and I'm like, look, I don't want to discourage you, but <laughs> not every conversation needs to be public. And I that's go, keep, that interesting. Yeah, yeah, keep in mind that like I could do a podcast with my buddy and you'd hear us talk about guitars and the fact that we're getting old in the end. Like, is that really like, does the world need that podcast? And, and going back to, if you just need to get this off your chest, by all means, just get it off your chest. But it's the expectations. I always say, I'm like, well, a podcast is kind of a conversation with the boring parts removed. And if 80% of your content is inside joke and I'm not going to get it because I wasn't there when you were 14 like that's kind of boring. So it's, uh, in fact, I'll put a link in the show notes. I have a, uh, a YouTube video that says how to do a podcast like Joe Rogan. And it's gotten some pretty nasty comments on it because I basically say, okay, start 12 years ago. Cause he started like he, it took him like eight years, I think to get an album out. And when he started, he was in like his closet, his very first, if you can find him on, well, maybe on YouTube, his first couple Joe Rogan things were you know, grainy, dark, awful, you know, but I'm like, he didn't start off like getting millions of downloads and people are like, I thought you're going to tell me how to do it. I'm like, well, I just did like be on TV for five years. That helps, you know? So it's always kind of interesting to, uh, to see that we are getting some comments here. Gary says, I'm with you on that, Dave. I've become jaded about social media. Yeah. I'm just, it's one of those things. Here's the thing. If you ever noticed that, you know, sometimes the return, like there's a difference between being active and what I call exercise because exercise kind of makes me sore in the morning because I pushed it a little harder, much better result than walking at 1.3 miles an hour, right? That's being active. That's me walking. It's not really exercise. There's a difference between the two. Craig says, Pat Flynn, it might've been Pat Flynn that kind of said being everywhere I'd be happy to be somewhere on social media these days rather than, yeah, be everywhere is, I, I get his point. I think he later came out and said, be everywhere you can be good. Because when you try to be everywhere, you're like, you know, and you take the one tweet and you try to put that on threads and, and this doesn't work on Instagram and it doesn't work on TikTok. So you got to change it for everything. Dan is saying, in my honest opinion, one reason he's good at that long unedited, I'm assuming Rogan here is because of his years doing standup. That helped him home down how to talk for a long time while being entertaining. That's the key, being entertaining. The other thing, curious too. he's really he's curious. curious. And the other thing yeah, is he has sorry. people on that are really interesting. Now, not always to me, because he kind of goes on like Neil deGrasse Titan is like the super. Titan. Yeah, Tyson. Yeah, thank you. Titan is all, it's a, or Titan. <laughs> Titan would work too. Yeah. He's a Titan <laughs> yeah. in his space. He goes, uh, nothing, just a topic I kind of like, I, I don't care about you know, black holes in the whatever, you know, that's just not my jam. Yeah. But Neil makes it interesting. He like does. He's, he's a, he, he does. He has a good pitch with that. Listen, do you think Rogan has a team that's doing giant amounts of research for him before he, he gets on a three hour podcast and has some things laid? I Listen, he, I know he he's, I know he's got two. I know he's got, it's him and the guy that's playing videos. I would assume he's got somebody else. Somebody's got to be I booking the guests. I imagine well, I mean, he's had some really, really interesting people in there and he's asked some really, really interesting questions. And, and I, I just, you know, he's gotten some help, I think, yeah. I think, I don't know, I, but I would imagine he's gotten some help making sure there's a lot of, 
a lot of legwork that goes into that. And then he makes it sound like it's not. It makes it sound like he's, you know, it's just kind of wondering, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I just kind of wondering, what if I did go the speed of light? And, uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and I, I often wonder with those kinds of guests, just how much in advance they've worked out the questions so they're ready for those kinds of things. Like, especially with Neil deGrasse Tyson, he, he's got some stories he comes up with that are very detailed. And I know, listen, he's a smart guy, really good at telling stories. But I just kind of wonder how much prep goes into, hey, you know, hey, we're going to ask you, these are some questions we're going to go in. Make sure you've got some stuff ready to go in, in that area as well. I guess what I'm saying is, they, I bet they do quite a bit of show prep. It'd be interesting. Not, not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Preparation makes it look spontaneous. I think that's what most people don't realize. Spontaneity is not really spontaneity. I mean, you can have it. And every once in a while it works. But actually over preparation and then setting back on what you already know, that provides, I think that provides the groundwork for spontaneity when you've over prepared. So it definitely helps if you know the answer you're, of the question you're about to ask. Cause you're, then you can kind of, you're steering the conversation yeah. into an entertaining way. Yeah. And you don't answer it yourself, right? That's yeah. the key. Yeah. That's the key. You, 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 you are, you're guiding the guest to a spot, you know, their sweet spot. Don't take it away from them. You know, don't go in and go, don't an, don't answer the question when you ask it. You yeah. Know, hey, I know the, you know, I, uh, I know the, the speed of light is 150,000 know, feet per second or whatever. And I know that the sun travel, you know, let the guest that this is their specialty. Let them. I, I think I hear more and more people trying to ask the question, try to be, they're trying to be as smart as the guest. This is why based on. Yeah. Rogan is Rogan is good at this. He does not he'll ask the question first and get out of the the way. Yes, be smart. Yeah. Then he'll add his own stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then he'll come back and say, Hey, tell me your expertise. Let's make you look smart. And then then say, Hey, so the way I understand this is boom. He he says what he thinks. Then he passes it back to the guest. Hey, so you know. And he may even put a little controversial thing in there to get the guest to then kind of fight back a little bit, right? It's 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 really good technique. Joe's technique, if he he does a clinic in asking questions, he does a nice job doing it. My favorite to watch, a I love the guy. He's just he's just so weird at this point. But to watch an interviewer interview David Lee Roth. Because A, <laughs> you don't know where you're going, and B, you don't understand, like, you know, so Dave, back in the 80s, what are like, and then Dave answers like, well, you know what, man, the, the Chevy Mountain doesn't run on orange juice, and you just watch the interviewer go, what, the Chevy Mountain doesn't run on orange juice, and, you know, and Rogan, it's, it's interesting, because Rogan did a pretty, because Dave will go all over the place, and you don't know what he's talking about, and Rogan did a pretty good job of like, all right, we're still talking about like he and he came in there to talk about some sort of stuff you rub on tattoos. Like Dave, of course, was promoting something, but he is always all over the place. And it was funny when he was young and drunk. But now you're like, Dave, like, what? What do you what? what? It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Ralph says, I did a show that was released today. There you go. With Craig over at LiveWell and Flourish.com. And the truth we came was that if you can reach just one person with your message, you've really accomplished something. So yeah, that's going back to the whole emotion conversation of, you know, contacting and getting involved with your audience. 
And then Randy says, in his opinion, Randy Cantrell, how is the yellow studio? I need to to check in. I know he's been moving it. And it's it's like half done. And giving some updates for it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I need to. I just realized. I'm like, I need to go check up on that show. One of Joe's strengths is his curiosity to ask whatever he wants. Yeah, one of my favorite because I I'll go over it and half of his guests I've never heard of, but I remember once it was during the presidential election, and Bernie Sanders was running for president, and Bernie just got again. Joe asked great questions. I remember Bernie talking about how the presidential debates are completely worthless and it's just a soundbite farm and how he really just kind of explained how all, you know, our quote, awesome government and how it works and people vote and blah, blah. It was was kind of like, yeah, this, none of this is really like the way it really works. It's all about, you know, lobbyists and blah, blah. So I was like, wow, this guy is totally, you know, pulling the curtain back on how the government works. So Craig says the ripple effect is real. You may think you're only affecting one person, but it may impact you. you know, but your impacts may be much larger than you think. I had somebody right before I went to PodFest, and I, it was funny, and I don't remember the number. I think I want to say 871, but they emailed me and said, hey, I just want to let you know I shared episode 871 with a friend because it changed my life. And I'm like, wait, what did I say in 87? I think that was it, if I remember right. But there are times when, you know, we're all going, hey, is this on anybody, anybody out there? Yeah. And yeah, then somebody yeah. emails you and goes, that was amazing. And you're like, really? What, what I say? I don't know. It's not, it is crazy. What you, the effect you have. I just got an email uh, Monday or Tuesday, I think from somebody who said, Hey, you said something on a podcast four years ago, wow. about the way I was mentioning I, at work, I like to go down into our atrium. You know, we have this kind of open atrium area where everybody, the dining yeah. room is down there. It's, Lots of people moving around. And I'm actually most productive in that kind of environment, like in a train station, in, a, in, a, in an airport, you know, busy coffee shops. For some reason, that noise helps me kind of lock in. Or in those days, I would have four or five meetings, five-minute meetings that would have been 30-minute meetings if we would have scheduled them. They come by, hey, I need to talk to you. Oops, sorry. We need to talk to you about the. <laughs> And we'd have these quick meetings. And anyway, so I was talking about that and this person said the light bulb came on and I, 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 I realized I need to be in busy places so much so that my, when I told my boss this, they moved me into an office that is in the busiest place of, of the building. And I try to get up from time to time and make my way into, into areas where there's crowds of people. And they said revolutionary, like I have never been more productive. Thank you wow. for that. Thanks for that advice. That was like four or five years ago, just sharing, sharing a story about who I am and what makes me work well and those kinds of things. And you never know, you know, like you said, you never know who it's going to impact. It does. Listen, that does require you being authentic. When people say, you like working in spaces, like for some people, that's a nightmare. I mean, there's people listening to this right now who are sweating because I said, I like to work in busy places and they're like, oh, they, that's the, the anxiety is already starting to well up inside of them, right? As they think about that. No, I need focus. So uh, again, back to the, back to the authenticity uh, part of it, you, you got to be willing to share that. And, and, and now that's not a big risk, just to be honest, that's not a big risk, but you share it and you do, you get that, you get that feedback. It was, it was, it's pretty great to get an email on a Tuesday morning. That's like, and I think this one came in via LinkedIn Messenger, but it's like, hey, you're you're you changed the way I work. Thank you. You know, the way I work. So. Yeah, I think I know I can't listen to podcasts while I work because A, 
I have to troubleshoot and my brain really has to focus on what I'm doing. But I could easily have some sort of noise in the background because that's the problem is if it's one thing, I couldn't focus on that one thing. If it's a bunch of different noise, it's just like white noise in the background. That would be perfect for me. Speaking of effects you have on people, Gary says, I just got invited to be the intro voice of a new podcast in the UK because of my voice. And I live here in the US of A. Is that a because of my podcast story, Gary? Is that, mm, is that something you need to send over? Schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact? That might be good. Yeah, you never know. The other big news that happened while we're at PodFest, and there we'll have to see which, which, which mindset are you of, Jim Collison, and that is Apple is adding transcripts to their app. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's really cool because what will happen is it will show like your words and then not so much follow the bouncing ball, but the words will become bold as you say that. That's cool. And so this may help, you know, discoverability, things like that. So the, the good side, uh, are you a good witch or a bad witch, right? This is all about accessibility for, for, you know, deaf people and such. So it's that, there's that, oh, we're doing it. And the beautiful thing is they're using the podcasting 2.0 spec. Hint, hint, Spotify, not a walled garden. Apple is embracing the open spec. Hello, which for everyone in the podcasting 2.0 space, we're like, yay, tip the hat. Almost makes us feel like we're legit. So that's cool. So now people that are deaf can read our podcast. That's awesome. And it's great. Or is it more for the advertising space so we can see if you're brand safe? I hate that word. I really, every time I say brand safe, I just, I just, it is in my head. Like, brand safe. But it's like, is that really what it's for? I know it's accessibility. Well, We're for, but is it really just them to uh, let's let's be clear? They've been doing this for a while. Like, this isn't a new these behind the scenes checking your podcast. I mean, both Apple and Google and Spotify have been monitoring everything you've been doing on your podcast for the last couple of years. If you yeah. think otherwise, welcome, you know, welcome to 2024, my friends. So there, a lot of that's already been going on in the background. I think that feature, the follow along feature Otter has had for years. And so that's not, that's not necessarily new. The, it'll be interesting to see, and I, and I haven't used it yet, but I haven't checked it yet. Be interesting to see the accuracy. I would expect that to not be very good if they follow the trends, the transcription trends of the, of the past. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe this is one of those things where it gets a little bit better. Hey, garbage in, garbage out. When I'm doing live podcasting, my sentences are all over the place. So they don't, they don't make any sense. AI can't even fix me sometimes. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what that quality is on that. The exciting news or the benefit of this is the 2.0 news that you're talking about that this is, this will push that along a little bit. Faster, I think, and make it a little more legit. And I think you'll see it get picked up more, not right away, maybe, but, but, but maybe here by the end of the year or the beginning of next year, I think you'll, you'll now see most people switch over to that. And that's, I think that's only good, regardless of how you feel about Bitcoin and all that other right. stuff, all those other shenanigans that are going inside that, that 2.0. Um, it'll, it, it's good. It's, it's more, it's more things, right? There's some, there's some great things going on inside that, and this will help push it along. Well, this is the thing I thought about it this morning is that whole initiative is, I think, three years old now, something of that nature. 
And 2.0. Yeah. And it was kind of like, look, instead of waiting for Apple to do this, we're going to start it and we're going to have these new apps. There's like 14 apps now that support a lot of this stuff. And we're going to urge our audience to use these at modernpodcastapps.com. And if we get enough people doing this, the tail will wag the dog and Apple will go, well, wait a minute. If, if more people are going over here because we don't have their stuff, maybe we'll have to add our stuff. So I don't know that, because it is, Rob Walsh has taken a lot of heat for this. Rob is not a huge fan of podcasting 2.0 because Rob is a very logical guy. And Rob added up all the percentages of the apps that support podcasting 2.0. And it's, it is small. And people are like, well, he criticized podcasting 2.0. I go, no, he, he's, he's reporting the fact that the percentage of podcasts that are using that is small. That's not, I think this is stupid. He, he, I, I need to go back and listen to the feed, but I've heard a lot of people say he's criticizing 2.0. I'm like, no, I don't think he's a fan because it's a small subgroup at this point. And I'm like, he's allowed to have an opinion. And then the other thing I thought that wasn't fair is they recorded the feed a week before it came out because, you know, PodFest, it came out the day before Apple announced that they're embedding transcripts right after Rob said, I don't think Apple's going to embrace any of this stuff. Well, that was still the day before. And then it was announced the day after and people like, ha, look at him. And I'm like, yeah, he said it the day before. If he said it the day after, I think he would look stupid, but there are a lot of people taking shots at Rob. And I'm like, I need to go back and listen because I don't remember Rob anywhere criticizing it. He just reported it that the number of people that are using it is low. And I'm like, that's not criticizing. That's just reporting, I don't know, truth at this point. You know, now do we want that number to be bigger? Sure. And did he not sound like he was really gung ho about it? Yeah, he's definitely not gung ho about it. But like, you know, but a lot of people are like, oh, and he's criticized. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know. I think there's a little, there's, there's some bias there between uh, certain reporters and Rob that they just don't get along and they like to, you know, and, and when you misquote Rob, it just makes him dislike you even more. So careful with that, everyone. Uh, but I, I was just like, who cares? But I am inter- I, I am excited about it and I've seen it. There's, if you go to pod news, there's a, uh, there's a video showing the beta version and in true Apple fashion, it's absolutely gorgeous. The little button, you click it and the words come up and that whole nine yards. And then Dan says, I wonder if this means other apps that use Apple podcast directory will support transcripts. That's a good point. Here's the one thing again. Hello, Spotify. Did you hear what they said? Apple lets you, they will do a transcript for you, whether you want one or not. But if you go, look, I've already got one and I edited it because, you know, AI, not the best transcript. I've made one and I've edited. You can go in and say, no, use mine. And then in hopefully your media host, you can put in the link to your SRT or I want to say TTV or TVV or there's, there's two versions of this. Yeah. And yeah, so, what that is too. yeah, but it's, it's cool. I'm like, all right, it's just another, another thing showing that number one, when it comes to Apple as well, Apple hasn't made a dime. Okay. Now that they have subscriptions, they've made a, maybe a nickel with podcast subscriptions. I haven't seen any real info on that, but for the many, many like decades, Apple did not make a dime off of podcasting. And yet they had a team and they're developing and all that other stuff. So I just like the fact that this shows that Apple has not, you know, 
Facebook came in and then they got out. TikTok came in and then they got out. You know, Microsoft came in and then they got out. Apple's still going, no, no, we still believe in podcasting. And this is kind of the a leftover from the Steve Jobs elk where there are some things they do just because they enjoy creativity. And there's nothing more creative than a podcast. You can do whatever you want. So I forget who I was listening to that was talking about this. It might have been Adam and Dave at Podcasting 2.0, that there's just a part of their company that's always going to be, we want to enable this because we like creative people. So I, that was the other thing. I was like, all right, as much as, you know, I don't use Apple Podcasts anymore, but it dawned on me that the apps that I like, like Overcast and Castomatic, are kind of using the same theory of a podcast app. I love podcast apps that have smart playlists. So when, you know, Home Gadget Geek comes down, it automatically goes in the friends playlist. You know, when this comes down, it goes into the health playlist where most apps are, here's your wheelbarrow full of episodes. And then you go, okay, yep, yep, nope, nope, yep, nope, yep, nope. And that's fine. That's just not my favorite. I'd rather have it automatically go that way. SP says Rob Walsh is, is biased as well since Libsyn has announced itself to be an advertising company and not a podcasting company. I did not hear that. We are an advertising company. We own an advertising company. I don't know. So that makes us an advertising company, but we we pay attention to the advertising space because we own advertise gas. So, and that's definitely a chunk of our change. When I see our quarterly reports and see how much is advertised cast, I'm like, oh, I thought that was a little company. Apparently it's not. So we're a hosting company. We're also a uh, web hosting company. We own pair.com. So, and then uh, at the heart of podcasting 2.0 SP continues is the monetization enabling piece outside of advertising. So bias goes both ways. That is, that's the part I always wonder. Is that why Libsyn has been slow? And, and I need, I will say this again, Libsyn has not said they are going to embrace podcasting 2.0. As in, they have not said we're putting in this, this, and this. But they have said in 2024, they're going to be looking at it. Where in 2023, they said, we're going to be looking at it in 2024. They have re-emphasized, not that they're going to be implementing it, but they're going to be looking at it. And my guess is the first thing we're going to be implementing is transcripts because Apple did. So I know when Apple implemented new categories, we were there the minute they came out. When Apple Im- implemented this and that, we were, we always have followed what Apple has done. And I think that is partly due to Rob Walsh being a huge Apple fan. So I just, I want to say that because people keep saying, Lipson has says they're going to like, implement 2.0. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm not saying they are, and I'm not saying they're not. I'm just, I'm reiterating what they've said publicly, which is we will be looking at. So please don't misquote me and say, Libsyn's going to do 2.0. I'm like, no, that's not what I said. I said, from what I've heard publicly, they've said this, they are going to be looking at it. But I'm with you, SP. I'm always like, hey, we own an advertising company. Is that what's making it slow? Because if I can make money directly from my audience. But on the other hand, Libsyn's always been about supporting podcasters. And so, you know, we've had my, uh, we have lips and apps. So if you want your own app and that's a way for you to, to make money with your podcast and we, you know, we haven't killed those yet. So do you need to say the thoughts and statements of the host do not necessarily represent those officially of, of lips? Yeah. I, this is Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting. I do not write Rob Walsh um, represents lips and more, much, much more than I do. The only time I represent lips is on their YouTube channel. And that's a whole different, boy, when I put on my Lipson shirt and I'm going on the Lipson YouTube channel, there's a little more sweat. I need a little more, uh, you know, underarm deodorant going that day because that's, that's makes me nervous. 
Because I I can't be totally wacky booger joke Dave kind of thing. No, you you're in a tight you're in a tight spot. You you got to be careful. Like just like we said in the beginning of the show, you got to be careful with some of the things that you say. So appreciate that carefulness. Yeah. What I do with podcasting 2.0, this is just my thoughts on it. I think one of the areas we have missed on it is it's gone and it, and it makes sense. It's we talk more about the value for value, the Satoshis and the sponsors, the, the, the way you can sponsor this. Then we do about some of the really, really, I think the really awesome back end stuff that was missing from day one transcripts, certainly being one of those, but but there, you know, there's a text field in there where for IMDb to get credit, like IMDb, right, had recently announced that they're going to recognize podcasters on their site as legitimate. You know, you, you can have a you can have a profile there, right? Um, adding credits, adding license information to it, being able to include a trailer, getting seasons done correctly, the medium at which this is done, the frequency it's kicked out there. There's so many other back end things to this from a podcaster perspective we've been asking for for a while some of those have been implemented individually by other sites right doing these kinds of things and i'm 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 blanking right now and of course that now that i want to say it but what's that podcasting site that that's got all the you can build custom lists you can add the oh. credits to it you can link well there's good pods where you make a pod chaser i'm not pod thinking chaser. of pod chaser yeah yeah, Podchaser, which basically is this in a lot of ways, right? Podchaser is kind of out in front of all these. They do provide a ton of this functionality that's there. So, you know, it it getting out ahead of this, Podcasting 2.0 with Satoshis, which nobody understands right. Bitcoin has been. And it's great, Todd. It's great. But there's so many other great things about Podcasting 2.0 that hopefully Apple can bring to the can kind of bring to the surface here to say, hey, podcasters, there's a lot of value to you and you, the 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 viewability or the discoverability of some of the things that you're doing inside this. Uh, I just love to see that value emphasized a little bit more because I think it's I think it's a little it's a little more valuable than it's been. Well, it hasn't been talked about to be honest. None of those things. I bet most podcasters have no idea what's in podcasting 2.0. No, right? well, the beautiful they don't. They don't. The beautiful thing of that is to uh, coming to the rescue. And if you want the details, there's only one man to call. You know who that is, right? The one and only Daniel J. Lewis. Oh, James, I was going to say Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> you beat me to it. Detail buster. Yes. James Cridlin and I, I being a Hall of Fame podcaster, Daniel J. Lewis, are working on a website to help better communicate the benefits, how to use it, and why we need it. You know that's going to well, be good. Like when I see James that, James has got some reach, right? James has some reach to be able to get that done. It, it real said it really helps that Apple said, "Yeah, you know what? We'll start working on that." That really helps. Yeah, it's again, it's a nice little tip of the hat. And when the big dog, you know, gives you a little wink, you feel good. Oh, speaking of that, can we change topics? Here's the worst thing you can do, and these are from friends of mine. But before I was a podcaster, I was a listener. And there was a show, I'm not going to throw them under the bus. And they said, hey, we're trying this new thing. If you And, and for the record, they often find out who they used, but you could text them a comment. Now, in 2.0, we have Boostagrams. You can do that right now and send me money with your, your text. That's awesome. But they also still had their old SpeakPipe. And they even said, you know, we have SpeakPipe, but we want people to use a text. So like whatever you want to use. 
Never ask for, and I, I've had this situation come up and now I know how it feels. So they asked a question about like, how do you, how do you rate your success in podcasting? And I answered the question via speak pipe and I'm listening and I'm listening to get all giddy to hear somebody say Dave Jackson in a podcast and they didn't use it. And I was like, oh, but I, I, I took all 14 seconds to send in that message and I thought it was a good answer and I thought people would enjoy it and they didn't use my, and I, I guess there's no rule that says if somebody sends in an answer, you have to use, but it, mine was probably the only actual audio one. Everybody else came on text, but I was really amazed at how I was like, wait, wait but, but, but you didn't use my name. And so I had a question of the month a, a while ago where Matt Rafferty from the author inside you.com. See, I'm still promoting him sent in a message and I think it was whatever it, whatever it is now it was pot inbox back then somehow something happened where his message got garbled and I could not use it. And I didn't realize it. A lot of times questions of the month are done the day when I do it. So I'm not listening to them ahead of time so I can kind of react freshly. And so I emailed Matt. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I just found this. There's no time for you to send in a new one. If you want to, I'll put it in the next episode. And he's like, no, no, we're all good. And I still, Mike, I'm still going to, promote your show because I appreciate the fact that you took the time to, to ever. So my, my point is, and I'm not sure how this, like what if somebody sends in a really horrible answer and you still want to deliver value, maybe edit it out to make it as short as possible. I have had that happen, but I just was not amazed, but I was just like the fact that I was sitting there in my driveway. Like I, I had a driveway moment cause they're doing all the, here's all the stuff. And I'm like, somebody's going to say Dave Jackson. And yeah. So, because I don't know about you, do you get giddy when somebody says your name in a show, Jim Collison? Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. A, a couple times, Randy Cantrell in uh, Leaning Toward yeah. Wisdom has, has has invoked my name, and you kind of go, it catches me off guard because he doesn't tell me in advance, and I'm like, oh, well, that's that's, a, yeah, no, it sure does. When somebody anybody mentions you in their show, you kind of you kind of go, D- what about what if they say it negatively though, Dave? What oh, you, well, um, huh? Know? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know I, yeah. If they quoted me and they have a difference of opinion, then I'm going to be okay with that. But if they just say Dave Jackson's a jerk, I'll probably reach out and go, why, why am I a jerk again? Kind of thing. What if they, what if they call you out for saying something you said as being wrong? Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? When, what's that emotion? That's one of those, you got it. Like you just did. You got to take a deep breath. Yeah. That's right? when you're like, wait, what? And that's when so, you're like, am I going to respond well, to my, my first thing, especially something like that, is I'm going to go back and look at what facts I'm using. And then if they haven't quoted their facts, like what they're basing that opinion on, I'm going to go, hey, this is Dave. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. Like, why are you saying that? What What if, you know, if somebody says, you know, Jim Collison is a weenie, I'm going to be like, based on what? Like, wh- is there something I'm not saying? Like, I'm not saying he isn't, but I'm not saying that he is. I'm like, well, I mean, it's kind of true. It's kind of true. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm, that's going to be my first, because the logic part of my brain is always like, all right, what are you basing your facts on? And I'll tell you what I'm basing my facts on. And I bet we're both missing a piece of the puzzle. Here's a fun one. Always do your research on what show you're going on. Cause I don't, I will go on anybody's show, but it was something where I thought it was like, we interview Christian entrepreneurs. And I was like, I fit that. All right, here you go. Yeah, I'd be happy to be on your show. It was, and for the record, I'm not mad. It's, it's, that's my fault. And it was an interesting conversation. 
But this was a show called The Bible Said What? And it's hosted by an atheist who's a big fan of my show. And we just had a lovely like, but how how can, I don't want to have this conversation here either, but like, how does God let bad things happen to good people? And it was me going, hamana, hamana, hamana. And I just shared a couple, you know, well, here's some miracles I think I've seen, but it was interesting. So if you're going to be doing guests, and even if I knew that going in, I'd probably still do it. It was fun to have an actual dialogue. And at the end, we're kind of like, yeah, we're going to agree to disagree on that and this and whole nine yards. But that was that was a fun one where I was like, oh, this is, oh, wow, this is, uh, this is a, I walked into a gotcha, but it, I'm not saying it was a gotcha. Like his person's like, I'm going to pin this guy to the wall. But it was like, oh, I, I didn't read the description long enough. So be sure, two things. I, I'm doing this now a little more. I use... uh pod match. I also use podcast guests. And that is what I may missing in the chat room. The <laughs> Not much. Just keep uh, okay. going. <laughs> but keep going. I've learned probably stay in the chat room. I, I've learned now to really, if it's not a, a heck yeah, I'm not saying yes. Like if I, if somebody's kind of like, yeah, I think this guy's a fit. No, because I, and then I'm really doing more research, which is why you'll probably see where I have a bunch of interviews in the can I'm not abandoning interviews. I just know to really get a good one, it takes more time than I thought it did because I started timing everything. So the time I spend listening to your show and the time I'm listening to old interviews and stuff like that, I'm like, that's a lot, you know, it might be less time. In fact, Craig from livewellandflourish.com, who's a member of the School of Podcasting, said, you know, it might be quicker to just go do the research and then report on it rather than have somebody find somebody who's a perfect fit for your show and have them give it to you. And I was like, that's not a bad point. So I might be doing less interviews just because I'm, for me, really good ones are ones where I have found somebody like we just, cause we ran in the same circles. So I'm like, Ooh, you'd be a good guest versus, and again, nothing against pod match, nothing against podcastguest.com. They're both great, but you, you end up still it's, it's a lead really is how I'm looking at this. Here's a lead. This is somebody who looks like a good fit but I better go do some research or I have one person that asked me to be a guest on her show. And again, usually you don't have to twist my arm. And I just said, I'm not sure I'm a good fit for your show. Can we do a pre-interview? Cause I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste mine either. She was like, sure, fine. Cause it was something about finance. And I'm like, you should be talking to Ralph, not me, you know, like he's the accountant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it takes a, a lot of stuff to, uh, to get do that you, right. Do you, do you feel like, January was a month where every single lead generating thing of whatever kicked off and they were like, we need to start the year right. We're going to generate some leads. I mean, my email has just been loaded with people trying to say, I'm a great fit for your podcast. Can I, can I write for your site or I'm a, can I be a guest on your, on your podcast or can I, I mean, it, to me, it feels like January really ramped up. Everybody, it was like a, like New Year resolution to we're gonna get more things yeah. going. I mean, December was so quiet. Doing more in twenty four, baby! Woohoo! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been my email has been out of control, and I just you know you save a few of those, and I want to do if there's a few I want to do, and I go back and forth on the having people pay to you know for sponsored posts on my site. I, Sometimes I hate it and sometimes I really love it. And then, and then, you know, but it just feels like January. Everybody was fulfilling those New Year's resolutions by working harder 
and just blasting the world with the most worthless email stuff we've ever had. So if that's been you, I don't know, chat room, if you've noticed, if you're listening yeah. on YouTube, you can leave it down in the comments below. But uh, have you seen have you seen an uptick in that in January of 2024? I, I kept having yeah. people wanting to know if I wanted to buy a list. And I was like, no. Like, I granted 5% of that'd be good. But actually, the chat room's been on fire. We're going to bring up some of their comments in a second. But it's time, of course, at this time to talk about our awesome supporters. And uh, the first one we're going to talk about, of course, is our, our good friends over at Radio Free Pro Wrestling. They will be on the, the Wheel of Names coming up here in a second. And again, you can find them at RadioFreePW.com. So if you're into wrestling, it sounds like a lot of fun. And you can be an awesome supporter by going to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. And of course, this show is brought to you by the theSchoolOfPodcasting.com. If you need help with your show, whether it's launching it, growing it, monetizing it, if that's something you want to do, uh, have fun over at the theSchoolOfPodcasting.com. In fact, Ralph, who's a member of the School of Podcasting, said, you know, he's just... It, with the group, we do a thing every Friday called Lunch with Dave, and he goes, you know, it's a, a fun adventure, and just podcasting in general. He goes, but when you have a group of people with you, it makes it a lot more fun. So go over to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash, wait, I just said, schoolofpodcasting.com slash coach. We'll uh, get you a discount on that. And we run on PodPage. I was actually on Ecamm Live's YouTube channel with Brendan from PodPage talking about why you need a, uh, a podcast uh, to have a, you need to have a website for your podcast. I got that backwards, but you can try PodPage by using my affiliate link, trypodpage.com. Also, speaking on that subject, if you go to yourpodcastwebsite.com, I'm pretty sure I have that set up. That goes to an email list and I'm fighting it with everything I have, but I think I'm going to start a podcast called Your Podcast Website. If you want to be notified if that goes live, it's probably when, it's when, when that goes live. I think that's the first one I'm going to do in Seasons. I haven't played with Seasons before, and I think I might use that to play with Seasons. But anyway, tripodpage.com. Speaking of Ecamm, if you want to check out Ecamm Live, you're looking at it right now. Uh, go to supportthisshow.com slash Ecamm, and Ecamm is E-C-A-M-M, because mm, it's good. Wow, that's weird. Uh, theaverageguy.tv. If you need more Jim Collison, and like, who doesn't need more Jim Collison? He's right there. Go over to... Uh, Home gadget or theaverageguy.tv or homegadgetgeeks.com. Take your pick. And is it time? It is. It's time for the wheel o names. And as soon favorite part is it really? <laughs> oh, I love this. I get I get excited every time about this wheel. And so we've got all these people on here. People like, why won't that go? Okay. Ecam is in my way if I bring this over here. So people like Ed Sullivan from Sonic Cupcake. Craig from LiveWell and Flourish.com, Ask Ralph from Ask Ralph, Podcast.com, Glenn the Geek, everybody's on there. Ross Brand, who I got to see at PodFest. And so who is going to be the awesome supporter for today? Well, we'll find out when I click this button. Wait, first we're going to shuffle it, just so there's no, in case people think it's rigged. <laughs> we'll spin the wheel. No, no shena shenanigans. No shenanigans. On. And this week's feature, oh, could it be? It is. It's Craig from livewellandflourish.com. Jim, do you do you want to live well? Do you want to I flourish do. well? Then you should go to livewellandflourish.com. These are short episodes with just something that makes you go, hmm. And Craig has this awesome delivery. It's like this wise sage that's come down from the mountain to to tell you to not be a bonehead. It's awesome. Livewellandflourish.com. So thank you for all those guys for being an awesome supporter. You can be an awesome supporter by going to 
askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. Or if you want to, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Thank you to all of our awesome supporters. We do deeply appreciate that. But the chat room's been on fire here. It's always kind of fun when uh, when they have their own show. And so oh, going back to the whole Libsons and advertising thing, SP said, John W. Gibbons, in case you were confused by the other John Gibbons from Libsyn, as reported in Pod News on October 23, said that the future of Libsyn is being an advertising company, not a podcast hosting company. There's probably more money in it. I would, I would, I can see where he might say that, but yeah. And I'm with you on that for the record. I'm kind of like, well, we're still a hosting company, right? That's the part I work in. Lane was confused when I was talking about smart lists and apps. Yes, this is where things like Overcast, Apple Podcasts, if you want to use a new podcast app, Castapod, when I basically fire that thing up, it checks all my feeds and goes, oh, this is the audacity to podcast. And it puts in my podcast list. This is what was that like? That goes in the friends list. This is the one of my health shows that I listen to and money or the Adam Curry show. It's about the government. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the no agenda show. Yeah, no agenda and congressional dish go into the political playlist. So it's automatic. So when I'm ready to listen to something political, I pull it up and, and there they are. So that's why I like that style. And hey, another guy I got to see at PodFest, uh, Jeff C. If uh, One thing, going back to the Chris Nessie, it's nothing but throwbacks now. Chris Nessie asked, what's one thing you're going to do in 2024? Jeff, and I'll have a link in the uh, show notes, has a Descript 101 course. And I will have a link to, I will have an affiliate link for that. So that is something I want to, I've been saying for a long time, I need to learn more about Descript. And I think it's one thing I'm going to do in general more in the future where I used to be like, well, I'll just hack it out on YouTube and, you know, beat up the software. I'm like, or I could just hire a guide to lead me through the software. So Dan from based on a true story podcast.com featured mug pouring dude. Thank you for your support. When folks say podcasting 2.0, it sounds like you'll make money with Satoshi. Sounds to me when people say you'll make money on anchor with ads, technically true but not going to pay the bills. Absolutely true. That is without a doubt true. But it's one of those things where five years from now, 10 years from now, yeah. So I I get it. And there are people, I mean, I think I made 400 bucks last year with Satoshis, but I had some people that were sending really big boosts. You know, all of a sudden you're looking like, wait, that dude just sent me nine bucks to say, good job. Like, okay, I'll take that. But it's a very, very small percentage and I think we talked earlier about getting people from TikTok or YouTube to your podcast, getting somebody like I've said for years, you will pry my cold dead hands off of my Overcast app. And the only reason I use Castapod is it looks so much like Overcast, I would sue them. Like, it's like, wait, this is it like, oops, it even smells like Overcast, <laughs> but it has the boosting feature. So that's why I switched. There was one feature I really, really wanted and Marco, had, oh, and look, it's his app. He can do what he want. He said, I'm not putting that 2.0 stuff into at least the streaming Satoshi part. No. I think he'll probably think add, I think he'll add transcripts. I don't, yeah. I don't know why, he, which is weird because he gives that, that initiative, the 2.0, 500 bucks a month he's been giving them. And I'm like, well, obviously you support it, but I, maybe he's been waiting. Maybe he's been waiting for this moment for yeah. Apple to, you know, to jump on and, and for it, cause it's going to move. It's going to move now. Like now that this has happened with Apple, it's going to start moving faster yeah. than it was before. It'll, so. Well, and much like, like in the early days of podcasting, podcasting was limping along. Apple came along and said, we're going to put that into iTunes. 
And it was the only time I've ever seen hockey growth where it was like, and then, yeah. And I was like, Ooh, thank you, Apple. So hopefully this will be the same thing as more people are going, Oh, it's not just the Satoshi thing. No, look, you can do this and you can do that. We're, we're making podcasts better. So speaking of having your name mentioned, this is an old school, Rich Graham. I got an Adam Curry mention on the daily source code back in the day. I have it screenshotted. Adam just said something like, I just send people to the school of podcasting. If they want to learn how to podcast, I'm like, I need to put that on my website. It's like, that's a quote. So that's talk about making you feel guilty. Get, get guilty. Uh, giddy is the word. Thanks to uh, Quagmire on that show. <laughs> Let's see where, no, his is giggity when I think about it. Not giddy. Anyway, moving on. Is that <laughs> Simpsons or is that, that is, uh, family guy? Family guy. That, yeah. Um, that's Quagmire. The family guy. And Stewie. Okay. Stewie Simpson. Yes. Or Stewie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff C says, I always research my guests now because what shows I'm on, I've been burned in the past. Yeah. That was just one that was like, and once I realized it, I was like, okay, how are you going to get yourself? Not even so much get yourself out of it. Like, all right, you know, I'm a little tired. I probably should have done my, and I was just the whole time. I'm like, okay, next time do a little research. And again, this guy's a, a big fan of the school of podcasting. So I don't want to burn a bridge. And it was just one of those like, oh, and it was kind of, it, to me, I even said, this is fun. This is two people with way different opinions and we're going to have a dialogue. And I said, in the end, I know you're not going to change my mind and I know I'm not going to change yours. It was one of those things that was like, somebody might hear that episode and go, huh, interesting. So. You were civil Yeah, to we each were civil. That oh, that's another thing about what? PodFest. You ready for this? It was amazing yeah. about PodFest. Everybody mm. got along. We didn't talk what? about, we talked about podcasting because we all had that in common and we all got along. Who would have thunk it? Maybe some, were there subjects where people disagreed and they oh, talked it out there, kind of thing? I don't even know about that. I just know that if we just talked about podcasting and not about politics and all the other things you're not supposed to talk about, although politics came up a little bit because we're talking about all the ad money that's going to come into the space because of, you know, the elections that are going not only just in the U.S., but in other yeah. countries. We're like, yeah, so... And then Todd the Gator, another member of the School of Podcasting. Thank you, buddy. And an awesome supporter. We've all had that guest that doesn't want to be there and give single word answers. He goes, talk about being awkward. Jim, have you ever had that? I don't think I've ever had a guest. Because no, I, pre, I pre-check everybody. Yeah. I, so, you know, they ask. I have them on. Before we even say they're going to be on the show, I do an interview. And then not on the Home Gadget Geek side, because I interview podcasters there. So that's easy. I know they're going to talk, right? But on the Gallup side, yeah, no, you, you check them out in advance. That's how you, that's how you know. If you're doing them blind, you know, put your hands up because you're going, you're going down the the roller coaster fast. Like if I, I don't recommend doing podcasts blind. I, mean, I remember the Blab days, and you could people could you just bring people in. You had no idea who they were. I mean, we do a little bit of that here. Right. We're pretty fortunate that the folks that, that want to join us have all been super great. Yeah. I guess we did have the one Bubba Bowie and we had the one guy wanted to smoke weed, but, but yeah. you know, for the, but that's entertaining, most, you know, yeah. it worked yeah. for Joe Rogan and, and Elon Musk. <laughs> my, my favorite thing was the look on his face when he, when he held the, when he held the, mm. you know, the joint in front of the camera and we didn't respond. And, and I think he was looking for a response and we were like, well, thanks for coming on. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> see, ya, you yeah. know, but yeah, no, I, I you got to, I pre-check everybody. Well, you ready for this, Jim? I don't know if we're in 3d or what. Of course I'm ready. Jeff says, yeah, saying, uh, speaking of Apple, I'm watching the show with Dave and Jim on a screen, the, the size of a drive-in movie theater. Apple vision pro came in yesterday 
He says, it's yes. trippy. So I don't know if we're supposed to look, here's, here's my phone. Remember th- bad 3d movies where everything's <laughs> moving is things like this. <laughs> that's it. I, I think that's what that is. And he but will be happy. It is, it is cool. Watching this in VR would be super cool, right? Because you can blow that thing up to make it look absolutely gigantic. Just know it's only that big yeah. on this on the screen. It's crazy because those are so those screens are so close. And if you go to and I, I I'm praying I have is I think it's just Jeff C. But it's it's because I don't think it's say it's S I E H. So go to Jeff and that's just good old J E F F S I E H dot com. And uh, that'll get you all things, Jeff, because he's going to have a review of that coming out in the future of the the Apple Google thingy you put on your head glasses thing, whatever it's called, Vision Pro or something. I have the Oculus 2 that I bought last year, and it's pretty cool. I bought it thinking I might be able to use it for podcasting in some way. But imagine if I did this show and I brought the us into it and then you all you would see is me with a pair of goggles, white goggles on my face. Uh, no, no. Yeah. It might be entertaining for a show, though. Maybe I'll try. Right. Maybe I'll. I should try. And then when you're done, my my son just bought some new VR goggles that not they're not the the Vision Pro, but they're they're custom made, and they're only about this big, but they go right against his eyes, and he'll be on VR for hours at a time. He came over on Sunday, and his eyes were just red. Uh, red. It looked like somebody had almost punched him in the face. That's, he, he had those glasses. Not on. saying your son is doing this, but you know one of the biggest innovators in that space is. That's right. Got to be porn. Yeah, porn. Yeah, (laughs) all good technology comes from porn. Yeah, listen, they lead on everything. That's the that they're the ones who pave the way to make all this other stuff happen for us. So, you know, it's just it's just a reality. Yeah, always fun. So then, ask Ralph says, uh, make sure. Have you ever had this, Jim, where you get on somebody's show and they have horrible audio? Like the host has bad audio. Yes. Yeah. It was. That's one of those where you kind of go. I told them they couldn't release it. I, I went to review it. They were like, hey, can you send it to me and so I can review it? And I th- they were their audio was terrible. I'm like, you can't release this. Like, really? Like, yeah, no. You can't. You you need to we'll do it again or with better audio on your end, or you can't release it. So that I I didn't only done that once. But yes, that has happened. I just don't, you know, I'll just say like, well, you know, is there a way you can re-edit that and make it sound so you're not in a fishbowl kind of thing? I had one because I don't, I kind of edit the show, but I kind of don't. It depends on how much time I have on Saturday, but I am an and um machine. Like that's my, my, my biggest one. And especially when I'm doing the awesome supporters, cause I've got like 12 things going on in the background and I'm like, and, uh, Jim Collison is the, the, and, and uh, you know, so, if you don't edit those out. So somebody had me on their show and didn't edit me at all. And I was like, wow, I sound like the idiot that I am, which on one hand goes back to being authentic, but I'm like, yeah, I don't want to like, if I can make myself sound smarter and I was tempted to kind of go, Hey, I'm not going to change anything. I just want to make me sound smarter. Like, can I edit your show? And I didn't do that, but I also then didn't promote it as much as I normally do. So yeah, that's the question. Like, when you are on somebody else's show and the interview doesn't go quite like you thought, do you punish or penalize that mm. podcaster by not advertising at all or minimal advertising or right? You know, you kind of like, well, 
I know you wanted me to advertise this, but I'm not going to do it because I didn't like the interview. Do you do that? Do you find yourself doing that if you're a uh, guest on a show and you didn't, you didn't, you're like, that wasn't my best or that wasn't their best? Yeah, I have. I just know, I, I remember I pulled a clip because usually I will do that. I'll pull a clip from the interview into my show and say, hey, I was on this show. I call it the podcast rewind. It's just a quick clip just to say here. And I, I think I did that. And I think I mentioned, I'm like, they didn't edit me. And I, I, I was like, am I complaining? Like, I'm kind of complaining. Like, they gave me a stage and I'm sitting here going, yeah, but you made me sound like an idiot. Well, you didn't make, I made myself sound like an idiot. You, you didn't stop me from sounding like an idiot. So that was one. Yeah, I probably do in a way kind of, and, and like, why wouldn't you? Or again, I'm happy to answer this question. Just know my audience has heard this answer. So Dave, what was podcasting like back in 2005? Okay, the record is it sucked. Nobody knew what a podcast was. They asked, do you need an iPod? But my audience has heard me answer that question at least 15 times. And so I get it that not many people can answer that question. I'm just like, does that really bring value to your audience? It's like, just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those where I'm like, my audience is going to go, oh, Dave's talking about 2005 again. And not a bad answer. I'm just here to tell you that, you know, 15 people have asked that before you. Maybe you should come up with something else or, you know, talk about my book, something, <laughs> anything. But 2005, I've, I've discussed that a lot. And again, I'll be happy to talk about it again. But there's a part of me that's like, uh, oh, is that where we're going to go? Here's Randy talking about when the guest has better audio than the host. Been there early on as a host. It's embarrassing when you listen back now. Yeah, that's that's not good. And again, Samson Q2U, 69 bucks. Perfect. Get a little $5 windscreen. You're good to go. And as for you know having that bad person on your show with bad audio, SP says, I'll, I'll try to do better next time. Jim, sorry, sorry about that. And then, oh, no, it wasn't SP. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's making fun. Yeah, I know. And I'm not sure what, I know what Gary's talking about. I'm like, I, I think I'm done with that conversation. Yeah. And so Jeff, again, is going to be doing Jeff C. Am I saying that right, Jeff C? I think it is. I, I remember thinking about this somewhere, like, because it's S-I-E-H. He's the dude with the beard. That's all you have to say. And then you will know him. So. Yeah, because nobody has beards. And nobody. No, anymore. Jim. No, no. <laughs> Jeff takes beard like his brand is his beard. He's like ZZ yeah. Top Beard. You expect him to come like, hey, I'm Jeff Z, man. What's going on? All right, how how? Yeah, exactly. Gonna do a little podcasting now, right? Everybody's good. Everybody's talking about yeah. a show. <laughs> his podcast. Yeah. One of the things. Speak. I know we mentioned Ralph a lot today. And what's fun is he's kind of a new podcaster and taking it up to the next level. And he submitted his show to Apple so you could get the fun Apple stats. And that used to take like 24 hours and it's like two hours now by the time. Oh, I take, I remember my notes. Jeff had done the thing. Jeff, let's go back a second. Ralph had accidentally let Libsyn or anybody else submit your show for you, which means they don't control your show, but they control your access to those stats. So this could be Spotify. I keep begging Libsyn to change the verbiage because you can now let Libsyn do that for you. Or if it's your old editor and they died, and yeah, that happens, and you're like, hey, I need to get control of my Apple account. And so it used to be you would send a thing to Apple from the email from your Apple ID and say, hey, my show is here. It's not under my ID. I need it under my ID. They email back and go, here, put this string of eight numbers in your copyright field. 
Then you email them back and say, I did that. And they then do that. This used to take about a week where you would go, like you'd send them an email, you'd get an answer like a day and a half. You'd send them a second email, it'd be another day and a half. So it would take a while. And Ralph went through that scenario and was done in like two hours. So apparently they added more people to the, uh, the Apple I support. think it's automated now. Yeah. So, be automated. And so with that, holy cow, we're over already. Jim, what's coming up on uh, the average guy. TV? I'm like, I'm like, it's, wow, it's 12 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, a little bit over. We yeah. uh, uh, took the night off. Uh, my fourth grandchild oh, yes. was born on yes, Thursday. Yes, holy night. cow. Forgot to mention so I that. Took the night off. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it. So I, I called the guest or I, I sent an email and said, hey, I had, a, I had a granddaughter. I need to go to the hospital and see, uh, see the new baby. We need to just move things and then i'd let the community know and guess what they said congratulations I yeah the they didn't go like, how dare you yes yeah uh, they did so, but yeah anyways but we have shows you can check them all out home home gadget geeks.com very cool yeah and it's uh, uh uh i'm assuming baby and mom are fine and daughter great nine yeah. pounds uh, eight pounds nine ounces uh royce evelyn is her nice. name and uh every everything is great Beautiful. So on the School of Podcasting, it is the question of the month uh, answer. And the question was, what are you uh, going to start doing in 2024 that you didn't do in 2023? And what are you going to stop doing in 2024 that you were doing in 2023? And uh, so that's, like I say, the first couple answers, as I listened to last night, I'm like, wow, social media is is not working the way people thought it was going to work. And maybe they're doing it wrong. Who knows? But that's coming up on the School of Podcasting. It's nice to be back in the chair after being gone this week. So thank you to everyone in the chat room. Thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Thanks to uh, Dan Lefebvre over at um, Based on a True Story Podcast. And thanks to our brand new patron. That's right, Radio Free Pro Wrestling. Find him at radiofreepw.com. We will be here next week with another fun-filled episode of Ask the Podcast Coach at 1030 Eastern, whatever, 9 Central, something, something. 9, 9.30 Central. There you go. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace.